first day of his death since he had taken his last breath sorrow filled the air birds stopped singing everywhere nothing seemed the same the clouds began to weep the rain it was the second day in the tomb where he lay satan smiled with glee he said i have the victory he said you'd come to save oh but now you're in the grave
It was the third day since he died And it was said he would arise Then from the grave a lamb came forth And I have reason to rejoice He chose the place He chose the hour That he would rise By his own power A sacrifice Three days ago Oh and now praise God this morning. Hadn't it been wonderful to be in the Lord's house? What a great spirit that's in this place today. If you have not been reminded, let me remind you right now, this day is not about bunnies and eggs. 
It's about a risen Savior. And it's about an empty tomb. And I can shout today and I can stand today in faith and in victory because that tomb is empty. A dead Savior is nobody's Savior. But on that third day, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he arose. He can defeat your sin. He can save your soul. If you're sitting there, you thinking, well, you bunch of crazy Baptists sitting there shouting. What are you shouting about? Well, I can introduce to you a Savior this morning that will give you a song to sing. And he'll put shout down in your soul. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. John chapter 20. We got a full place. We have kids screaming and isn't it a beautiful sound. It doesn't bother this preacher one bit. So we're going to just praise the Lord this morning. Let's enjoy what we have in Jesus. And I pray that souls are saved in this place this morning. John chapter 20 verse 1, the Bible said, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher, so they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came, G and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeth two angels in white sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom, whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener saith unto him, Sir, thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid them, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto her, Rabbanai, which is to say, Master. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word this morning. Give me power on high to preach your word. Lord, your Spirit's in this place today, and what I attempt to do, I do not attempt to do in my own power, in my own wisdom, or in my own unction. Lord, I ask for your Holy Spirit at this time to fill this place, to open our hearts, that our hearts may be soft and pliable to the preaching of your Word. Lord, I pray that we would experience you today like we never have before. I'm glad that as a child of God, that every day can get better in you. 
Lord, thank you for that empty tomb. Thank you for the victory that I have in Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you on this subject today. When all hope is gone. When all hope is gone. And I want to lay out the setting here of the scripture. Jesus had gone to the cross. He had spent a little over three years with his disciples. They loved him. They desired him. They walked with him every single day. Jesus told them during his earthly ministry that there would be a day that would come that he would go to the cross and he would die for them. They did not understand fully what Jesus said. They did not comprehend fully what Jesus said. But he said, when I die, three days later I will come again. And I will raise myself up on the third and glorious morning. The day that Jesus died on the cross, darkness fell upon the earth. And I believe as upon darkness fell upon the earth, I believe darkness fell upon the souls of man. And I believe God's people began to weep. I believe God's people thought, what in the world is going on? This Jesus, this prophet, this master, this rabbi that we have followed and trusted, and all of a sudden he's gone. He's no longer here. The Bible said that the disciples went to the upper room. There was a lot of people in that room. And they waited there in Jerusalem. The, the Bible said that Jerusalem was uh, covered with millions of people the day that Jesus died. But as he died upon the cross, the multitudes began to go home. I believe they began to weep. I believe the entire world wept the day that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. And they wept and they wept. I can only imagine his, uh, his mother. I can only imagine Mary Magdalene. I can only imagine Peter and John and the disciples as they went to that room. And the Bible reveals in this scripture that they had lost hope in their Savior, Jesus Christ. They had lost hope in the thing that they had put their faith and their trust in for these last three years. They had lost hope and everything that they had in their relationship with Jesus. A lost person once wrote, I've never looked, I never looked forward before. I've always looked back. I think about the past way too much, and I think about what I should have done, and everything I did wrong, and I never once looked forward in my life. As these disciples gathered in the upper room, they could not think forward. They could not think about tomorrow. They could not think about the future. All they could think about was Calvary. All they could think about is their Savior was gone. All they could think about was the one that they loved the most had left them and departed from them. And there they were for those three days and three nights weeping and wailing. The Bible says that this woman wept and she wailed and the Jews are notorious for their wailing where they would just cry and cry and cry. And I believe for those three days they wailed over the death of Jesus Christ. And within their hearts, within their minds, all hope was gone. And I want you to notice how the hope was gone. Hope is polluted by a faithless perception. I want you to notice in verse 9, the Bible says that Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb. The tomb is empty. The stone is rolled away. He's gone. She goes and gets Peter and John. And they come down here. And they couldn't believe that he was gone. And they got down there and realized that he was gone. But I want you to notice verse 9. For as yet they knew not the Scripture that he must rise again 
from the dead. It blows my mind that they spent three days weeping over the body of Jesus when he told them from his own words and his own mouth, I will come again. I will defeat death, hell, and the grave. And I will rise victorious over death, hell, and the grave on that third and glorious day. Let me tell you something. Your hope's polluted when you forget the Scriptures. When you forget the Holy Word of God. The Word of God said that Jesus would come, that He would die, and that He would rise again the third day. Why did they weep? Why did they wail? Carl J., they forgot the Word of God. God told them, I'm coming again. God said, I will rise victorious. They wept. They wept. All they had to do was read the Scripture. The Bible said that He was coming. Jesus said, I'm coming. I'm coming. Don't, don't get too down. Don't lose hope. Because I will defeat death, hell, and the grave. The prophets of old preached it. The prophets throughout all ages have preached that Jesus would come, Jesus would die, and Jesus would rise again the third day. All they had to do was rely upon, thus saith the Lord, and all of those three days when they wept and wept and cried, all they had to do is get out the Holy Bible and realize that God is a God of His Word. I'm glad today that I have hope because I can take the Holy Word of God and open it up and I find hope from Genesis to Revelation. I find promise after promise after promise after promise. But when we turn our backs on the Word of God is when our hope is polluted. I want you to know today that this woman forgot the Word of God. She forgot the words of Jesus Christ. When we forget the Word of Christ, we're going to begin to doubt. We're going to begin to struggle. Not only did they turn their back on the Word of God, but they failed to see the evidence. Notice in verse 6, the Bible says, Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeing the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lined with linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Now here they are talking about somebody coming and stealing the body of Jesus. And they walk into this place, and the linen clothes are lying and folded. Now I can't get my kids to fold their clothes on a good day. Much less would grave robbers come, take the clothes off, Spend the time to fold it up all nice and neat and lay it down. There was no way that somebody ripped this off of the body of Christ. There's no way that somebody robbed him of his garments. There was no way that somebody robbed him of his body. The evidence was there. It was folded up. It was there for the entire world to see. And the world can see today that the linen clothes were lying there folded up and bless God that the napkin was folded in that place. And there they had all the evidence in the world to, for, for them to know that this was not a robbery. This was not a coincidence. Nobody got Jesus out of the clothes, but Jesus Himself came out of the clothes. But Jesus Himself came through the linen clothes and wrapped them up and folded them neatly. I believe that when he folded them neatly, he had Mary Magdalene in mind. I believe he had John and Peter in mind. Oh, I know they're going to come running down seeking me. And oh, I'm going to leave these here so when they see these here, they'll know that nobody stole my body. Nobody took it, but I took it myself. <laughs> and I come out of the linen clothes and I wrapped them up and there I set them there. But they ignored the evidence. 
They ignored the evidence. Let me tell you, child of God, there's evidence of God all around us. There's evidence of His power. There's evidence of His Word. There's evidence of His authority. Everywhere you look, you can see God. You can see the work of Jesus Christ. It's everywhere. It don't matter if you go north, south, east, and west. God is everywhere. You can't escape God, and you can't escape the evidence that He exists, that He loves you, and that He sent His only begotten Son to die for your sin. Man, I'm glad there's evidence today. Don't fail to see the evidence. If you fail to see the evidence, your hope will be polluted. But I want you to notice some things this lady did right. Hope is renewed by faithful dedication. I want you to look in verse 11 here. The Bible said, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. Verse 13, And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? I want you to go down to verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? Why are you weeping? Why are you crying? Why are you shedding all these tears? Jesus asked the question. The angels asked the question. And these Jews were notorious for weeping and wailing where they would just empty themselves and give their tears to God. I can only imagine as she left Calvary and went to the upper room that she would remember the Scripture out of the book of Psalms that says weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. And I can only imagine as she wept over her master being gone. And as she wept over the fact that Jesus had left. That she kept remembering that scripture. That joy cometh in the morning. That joy cometh in the morning. I'm glad today that when I shed my tears. And when I give myself to God. And I'm pouring myself out to me. He's always there. He always meets me. He always provides. He always supplies. You say man that woman sitting there weeping and wailing. Like a bunch of mess. Old dramatic woman. Man just full of drama. Man bunch of emotionalism. Man, some of you probably said this morning, bunch of emotional Baptists. Well, let me tell you something. This woman was emotional because Jesus had left. And she was weeping and wailing. But I'm so glad that joy cometh in the morning. I'm so glad that when we pour our hearts and our souls out to God. And let me tell you something. God answered her prayer. God answered her prayer. I want you to notice in verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. I want you to notice that she dedicated her time to Jesus. There she wept and she wept and she wept. I don't imagine she got a lot of sleep that night. But on that next morning, she got up early in the morning. I know a lot of us don't like to get up early in the morning. But this woman got up early in the morning. You say, well, preacher, why did she get up early in the morning? I can only imagine that she was reminded of the psalmist David that said, Oh God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in the dry and thirsty land. And I believe this woman cried her tears. And I believe she woke up early every day that Jesus had, had died and was in the tomb. I believe she woke up early every day seeking the Lord. Early in the morning, I believe about 5 o'clock in the morning, while John and Peter sleeping, 
while everybody else is passed out. Man, they've been an emotional mess for three days. And this woman gets up early in the morning. The Bible said you seek Him early, you're going to find Him. And bless God, she got up early. I'm telling you, she probably said her iPhone. And man, she had an alarm go off. I'm telling you, she said, I'm going to get up early because I'm expecting to see him tomorrow. I'm expecting to find him tomorrow. Oh, I can only see this woman getting up in the morning with a hope, with a victory within her soul. Oh, I hope today's the day. I hope today's the day. I can only imagine Mary going to Jesus and she was there shedding her tears. She was there seeking Him early. But may I tell you, she was there because she loved the Lord. Peter and John was there because they loved the Lord. They loved their Master and they missed Him. I can only imagine that Mary was reminded of the proverb where King Solomon said, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. I can only imagine as she began to think about her love for Jesus, that she was reminded of the Scripture that Jesus loved her. And though she was having a bad three days, and though her faith was really low at the time, bless God, there was something stern within her soul that kept her crying, that kept her going, that got her up early in the morning, that got her seeking the Lord. She was at the tomb because she loved Jesus. She was there seeking His body because she loved Jesus. Why are you here today? I hope it's not to keep your mother-in-law happy. Hello? I hope you're here because you love Jesus. And I'm telling you something, folks. When you get a love for Jesus, that love for Jesus will cure all things. Because it's not just about your love for Him, but it's because He first loved you. Because He first loved us. And this woman got up and she cried and she wept and she wailed. And she went early to the tomb because she just loved Jesus. When you think all hope is gone, you just cry and you give your soul to the Lord. And you seek Him on a daily basis. And you love Him with all of your heart and your soul. And I'm telling you, God's going to reward you. Are y'all awake this morning? All eyes up here now. Give Him your soul. Seek Him and love Him. And hope will be restored. This woman had a lot going on that was bad, but she had a lot of good things going on that was good. And those good things overweighed those bad things. And those good things, bless God, she kept seeking God. She kept praying for God. And bless God, she loved the Lord. And praise the Lord that hope is revived by a faithful master. Notice verse 14. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Hope is revived by the faith that we have in Him. By going to Him and seeking Him. But understand that this is not about you. But the hope that we have is about the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. His redemptive work at Calvary and His resurrected work at the tomb. Understand that this glorious day was about the power of an almighty God. So here's this woman crying. She's weeping, wailing. Where's Jesus? Don't know where Jesus is. Man, where did He go? Who took Him? Who stole Him? I don't know who to go to. He's gone. Where did He go? Ruh, where am I? Who am I? Can you hear me now? She didn't have a clue. And you know what was awesome? He was there the entire time. Amen. 
And there she is looking around. Where did he go? Where is his body? Who got him? Just sitting there carrying on a conversation with him and didn't have a clue. Oh, I'm glad God's there all the time. I'm glad God's there all the time. When your friends forsake you and your family turns their back on you, God's going to be there. God's going to be faithful. God's going to be loyal. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to know that you yourself cannot pluck yourself out of the hand of an almighty God. God is there. And there she was looking, looking, looking. And God was there the entire time. Man, I'm so glad my master's there the entire time. He's always there. I have hope today because he's here. Jim Wells, I'm glad you're here. I mean that for real. I didn't lie at all. I'm glad everybody in this place is here. But I'm glad the Alpha and Omega's in this place today. I'm glad that the bright and morning star is at Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church. And I'm glad that we're in His presence today. He's here. He's here. Mary was there. Where is He? Where is He? Child of God, He's here. He's here this morning. Oh, man. Notice verse 16. Man, I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. Y'all just hold on. Woo! Isn't it good to be saved? Man, shout it from the mountaintops. He's alive. He's alive. I don't serve a dead Savior. I serve a risen Savior. That follows me every day. Through every valley, through every mountaintop experience, every day of life, Jesus has been there. I hope He's been there for you. I hope you can call Him Savior this morning. And in verse 16, go to verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Boy, can I only imagine asking my wife like that. Why weepest thou, Lacey? I'll show you. She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. In the same voice, that one day said Lazarus, come forth. And the same voice that said, Peace, be still, said, Mary. And I believe at that moment, all fear, all fear, all doubt was wiped away. And when the voice of her master said, Mary, I believe it melted the heart of Mary. And right then and there, she said, this ain't no gardener. (laughs) This isn't no gardener. This isn't just some garden boy. This is the great I am. This is my master. And she said, Rabbi, which is to say, Master, Lord. She knew, and I believe she fell and began to worship. And oh, he said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I bet she was mad about that. Man, I bet she wanted to wrap him up. Oh, she was so in love with Jesus. And she finally got to see him again. And she finally got to behold his face. But you notice what it was. It was the voice. It was the voice of God that got her attention. I'm glad the Bible said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do you know his voice? 
Man, I'm sitting over there. They're up here singing. Man, I'm like a coon dog. My mercy, stuck in a kennel. I'm about to have a fit. Man, I, man I'm just ready to preach. I'm thinking, man, would y'all hush so I can get up there and scream a little while? Man, I can't wait. Because he just does something to me. There's a voice inside of my heart and soul that speaks to me. Late at night, early in the morning, by myself and the multitude, it doesn't matter. The sweet Holy Spirit of God is inside of my soul, living within me. You say, how do you know He's alive? Because He's in my soul. And He's alive in me. And there that day, He spoke. And her hope. There He is. Well, let's just get real for a minute. What really done it all? I mean, what did the job that day? What made the difference for this woman from here on out? Bless God He spoke. Bless God He was there the entire time. But He defeated death, hell, and the grave. The most powerful thing about this entire story, the reason this woman could have hope, because Jesus did for her what she could not do for herself. And He went to the cross and He died for her. He was buried and three days later, and up from the grave He arose. Man, I wish I could sing. I'd sing it to you. (laughs) Up from the grave He arose. And oh, the night before, she was a-weeping and a-wailing. Miss B, I can only imagine that night at the supper table. I bet you couldn't get her to hush. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. I can only imagine running. Everybody, he's alive. He's not dead. Herod doesn't have more power. Pilate doesn't have more power. The Roman doesn't have more power. We've cried for three days. Wipe them tears away. Bless God, he's alive. Don't cry anymore. Start shouting a little bit. Amen. Get to singing a little bit. He's alive. Folks, we're not at a funeral. This ain't heart torn this morning. We're not here because somebody died. We're here because somebody's alive. Somebody is risen. And you can have hope. And you can have faith in the fact that we serve a risen Savior. Man, these front row Baptists are getting wet up here this morning. Man, I'm telling you. Aren't you glad He's alive? Hold the hope. As I rock my three babies as babies, I had hope. As I go to the doctor, I have hope. And as I think of my sin nature, I have hope. When I was 13 years old, I realized I was lost, dying, and going to hell, and I needed to be saved. And I asked Jesus to save my soul, and He came in and He saved me. I couldn't tell you from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, I didn't know anything about the Bible. But I knew God could save me. And I know Jesus saved me that day. And something got down in my soul. You say, preacher, you're crazy. I am. I'm crazy for Him. If you knew Him as I know Him, if you felt Him as I felt Him, and you can this morning, 
If you get in the power of a resurrection. If you're here this morning, you've never been saved. Would you be saved today? If you're here, child of God, and things aren't, aren't right, maybe you're going through valleys in your life and all hope is gone. Would you get your faith renewed this morning? You keep weeping. You keep praying. You keep seeking Jesus and He's going to provide.